You want some sexy? You want to laugh? Licensed Talk. אתם בקשר עם הפודקאסט Licensed to Talk. תודה רבה. You don't know what hard times are, daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer. took your place daddy that's hard time that's hard time oh boy James how do you feel I don't know you know I think you gotta play play it safe very doomsday ish I know well we were just discussing this that uh you know when when you had your restaurant open people created problems for you mm-hmm. now there's a real problem. Right. I can't say that it's not like, gosh, now wasn't it so good when everything was fine and you could create your own problems? Right. Yeah, it, it's something that we have to deal with, and um, I think everybody's just got to be careful. Right. It's well, hard not to be bitter about things sometimes, but I mean, yeah, you know, uh, now there's a real problem, and there's a real problem with a lot of businesses and a lot of yeah. school, you know? I, th- I, th- I think the big thing was... Uh, that bothered me was the lack of care and like you seen the signs corona can kiss my irish ass i i just think as a community in a world we really have to grow up it's kind of like the irish car bomb thing <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah people really fucking died yeah yeah you know? but i think what we have to do is uh pause i think it's a pause you're gonna hit play for this but We have to pause. Everything else is secondary right now. And I think, uh, what am I going to do about March Madness? You need to fucking get over it. Yeah. There's marble races. Do you see marble oh, racing? Oh, yeah. I see marble races. I mean, we could bet on some marble races. Yeah. Or we could, let's get some crabs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot uh, about that. We could hear about that in a Louis Vestello episode. But uh, be creative. Yeah. Learn a language. You kind of just got to sit back, wash your hands. Uh, take care of your family But anyway, you know So I feel like Disney's doing it right They put out Frozen 2 Oh, that's can, good for the kids You can rent the new Star Wars movie if you want to see it or haven't well, Of course you can You can let it. us know how you feel about it Yeah If you talk to Tommy McDonald It's it's just Star Wars to him Yeah That's not just Star Wars to me I don't know But I think we, we were talking a couple of days ago We wanted to sit down and do something I mean, we have tons of ideas coming up for the future but one of the things we wanted to do was uh release the movie that uh you made and and you know the reason we never released it is because i feel like youtube is a place where things go to die yeah you know like you look at it and it's like oh 21 people you don't know watched it i'd rather have sat in a room with people that i knew watched it rather than like some anonymous whatever and a no take you know well, we just too much time spent well maybe that's in the future with you know a place needs uh some customers they call license to talk we'll be right there with a crew and a red carpet or something the movie's called uh stories from the second floor and it's animation from the ray mcgurn episode two podcast that we did on license to talk and it was really creative you, you threw louis mistello in 
He then. was every character because we didn't he, we didn't want to embarrass anybody. Yeah, and put their name out there. And Ray even says it. So you know, we took his actor buddy and we made him every character that he was talking about. And yeah, the, you know, Jimmy Griffin and the Caputo brothers. Yeah. Well, actually, we Caputi. kept Lonergan in. Cause, we kept we kept Lons in. Yeah. But you know, I I I don't know him. I yeah, I, I seen him the other day. Yeah. Hair looks great. <laughs> I just somebody sent me a picture and I drew him. But it's funny, like we have the dog pound story, and you guys will see it on YouTube when it's out. Uh, when you're hearing this now, it's on YouTube right now. Yeah, it is. So, um, it's fun. I was in uh, New York, and I ran into the kid, the guy's kid, who the dog pound guy is. <laughs> he goes, "Do you know that that's my dad that sent him to the dog pound?" And it was just, it was funny. I'm sitting in Little Italy talking with this kid. You know, yeah. just chance running into them in the big city, you know. It's just cool to sometimes know that people are listening. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is push play on this thing. That's We're not it. asking you for anything. But, uh, yeah, I I think we should call Ray and see how he feels. You know? You want me to call? Give him a call. Why not? We're down here. We can't get any other guests. That's why we're doing this one. Yeah. All right. People well, are busy. You know when he's under in the look at Kanger. Kanger. Hello. Raymond. Yeah. You're on License to Talk. Jimbo, hey, Mark Barrett. Jim. How you doing, Jimbo, Mark? How you guys doing? What's up, Ray? What? a lot up. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting we... around watching criminal minds going out of my mind. <laughs> what? This is this has only been since eight o'clock last night. What did I do? <laughs> Who's yeah, sending well... over the Budweisers? Uh, you know what? I honest to God, I don't drink at home. I never do. And like Marilyn says, that's because you're never home. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really don't have anything here but a, a glass of wine or something. But, you know, they're not even treating us like St. Patty's Day. I know. We you just... know, even the mayor, did you see him on there? Yeah. He said, if you want to get together to celebrate, I thought he was going to say St. Patrick's Day. He said, Tom Brady possibly leaving the <laughs> AFC. <laughs> then get a couple guys together under 10 and, you know, celebrate. And not a mention of the thing. I know. It, it was you disappointing. Know? No green tie either. No, no, no. Mick, Mickey Mickey Curran's had one out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, your St. Joseph's table is short this year. Yeah. You know, uh, without the parades, you know, I was just thinking back today, too. I mean, you know, being old is actually pretty good now. I mean, when you think of it realistically, because – uh, although you you guys are old enough to remember some of the stuff that occurred then, you know, I mean, we marched with the mayor of the city with the first Ford Democratic Club, you know, with all the power there, you know, John Scanlon at his right side, Rapid Stop and Larry Doctor and uh, Orsi Gould, Stan Butchkowski, Jerry Egan and Dave Comerford be up in the front, too, you know, and the organizers of the, the actual trying to get the people there, myself and Brian Hayden. Uh, and uh, Mike Mulderick, you know, and Jimmy Comifer would march with us in the back. But, you know, and, and just to see 100,000 people screaming, you know, Jimmy's name and all that stuff, it, it you know, it, it different perspective than watching a parade and being in it, you know. Where would you guys go after? Well, well, the same place we went before. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would start at Dubois, you know, Murado's, mm-hmm. Jerry Murado's place. Uh, we would meet there. And then uh, 
we would have a pregame uh, sponsored by the First Ward Club. And then after that, when Going South took over the, the parade with the float and the, and the whole shebang, uh, we still continued that, you know, uh, tradition. Uh, we would meet there, and then uh, John Scanlon uh, Jr. would finally realize that the parade is left, <laughs> and he'd catch up to us around West Huron. <laughs> <laughs> did Griffin like Patty's Day? How did he handle Patty's Day? Today? Well, not today. I'm saying in general, like, if it was on a Thursday, were you good till Monday? Or? Oh, no, no. This this was this was traditionally a week. And you know, you like to stretch it out. Uh, like, th- this would be a good one. You know what I mean? You start the day before the parade, then you do the two parades, and then you, you, there's no sense quitting because the next day is actually St. Patty's Day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just... Just kept running right through. It 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 was fun, you know. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it is serious stuff. I mean, oh, it's sure. not a joke. You know, the New York City will be shut down in two days. You know, mm-hmm. did you ever see the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still? Oh, when yeah. the flying saucer came down, and the, you know they're waiting for the guy to come out of there, and everybody, the whole the, the whole Earth stood still. That's where we're getting, there and that's where we're going to be for a while, unfortunately. But uh, you know, we'll ride this thing out. You know, one way or another. Hunker down, you know. What do you think Griffin would be saying? Uh, you know, get Well, get you, know what he's, you know what he'd be saying? Stay home and get a six-pack. Yeah. But, you know, they, they, they mocked that out, but it's it's one of the greatest sayings and the truest uh, of all times, you know. Yeah. Uh, right now, they might bump it up to a chill pack or something. <laughs> but, uh, you know. But, uh, you know. He was a genius when it came to that stuff. I mean, we told stories about, you know, uh, things with the mayor and, and all that. But uh, the guy really had a heart of gold. Somebody walked in the office and, uh, you know, was down on his luck. He didn't even know him. It didn't matter if he was black, white, Hispanic. You know, he'd come over and say, find something for him. <laughs> you know, and then he'd get the information and he'd put him to work, you know. And these people, uh, you know, that he did put to work. Uh, like myself, I mean, you know, people have problems, but uh, I have a pension because of the mayor, and you know, John Scanlon and all that. And a lot of us that are older also have that. And now, you know, some of the younger guys, you know, like Mark over there, he's, he's uh, entrenched now with the fire department and that stuff. And that's what people did around here is uh, blue collar stuff. You were a cop, a fireman, a building inspector, you know, something like that. But, uh, I don't know. These are, these are troubled times and I feel sorry for, you know, the younger generation, you in particular. I mean, you're, you know, you're a bartender. You, you know, well, I'm on vacation, and, Ray. This is great. Well, I mean, I yeah. wish it was better. Why am I? Vacation? But yeah, there's a lot of people out there that do just have to hustle to get the, you know, and they, they're going to fall behind. Right. And then like Jimbo said, he, it's like a little vacation. That's what Jimmy Neenan told me. He had a, <laughs> he had a suspend his party. Uh, he didn't want to call it canceled or postponed. You don't like them words. Yeah. He had a suspended his 60th birthday. He planned at the Iris Center and uh, his 60th birthday. Now, he just took a job. What about a year ago over at Lorraine Academy, mopping up the place and cleaning it. And his father goes, you're going to work at 60 years old. <laughs> and, and he says, I took my retirement on the front end, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which isn't probably a bad idea, you know. And, and everybody talks about how the businesses are going to have to recoup, and I'm sure the federal government and the state are bail them out as much as they can. But 
I think there's something around the corner where you're going to see a million booze cruises on buses going and helping everyone out and doing things. We're going to have a busy, uh, I'm going to say July. I think it's, I think it's going to cut maybe June. We're going to have a busy June and July, Raymond, where there's going to be this yeah. party rescheduled and everything else. Well, that's what I was doing. You know, ironically, I'm down at a clubhouse last night and I'm looking on the bulletin board, you know, there's not one of them things is going to happen. No. You know, I mean, so many people are going to get affected between weddings, this, that. But you know what? In the scope of things, you, you know, you got to stay alive. Yeah. The bottom line yeah. is you got to get through this. You got, uh, you know, you guys got kids and things like that to, to think about. And, uh, you know, it, it happens what? Every, I don't know, what, when was the swine, uh, swine flu? 2008? And I'll be honest, I don't even remember much about that, but the name. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm the same way. Well, you want to know what will go on? License to talk, and you know, <laughs> you as a an originating member, you know, what do you think about what we started here, Ray? Oh no, I was going to commend you guys. I know you have over forty episodes, and I'm positive I probably caught every one of them, <laughs> all interesting in their own right. You know, some meant to be on the funny side, some on the serious side, some on the the, the life history side. And uh, you really never know what you're going to get. And I'll be honest, uh, you know, some of the guys that you brought on, the younger generation, I really didn't know uh, until I listened to it. You know what he tells people, Mark? You know, I'm mentioning every episode. (laughs) Well, I did tell him I I probably have the most mentions. Well, I mean, a founding member. I mean, it... Well, it, wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't have got kicked off so nice if good if like guys just didn't come and say hey you want to know what I'll go talk to you because we didn't we weren't we were just starting no, something it, and you know what else I mean I've had 60 68 years now I'm a senior citizen in case you didn't realize it <laughs> and I've I've been uh so very social my whole life put it that way so I've had a lot of encounters with people and uh you know, I'm glad uh, sometimes people think about me, but I think about people all the time. I like moving around, you know, going to different parts of the city and that, uh, you know. Speaking of moving just, around, you were just well, uh, you, in Aruba with uh, another uh, alumni, Chuck Goodspeed. I was a Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chuck mentioned me. I wasn't too happy about what he had to say, but uh, <laughs> he dis- he discarded me uh, since I was retired now. He really didn't need me anymore. You know, he didn't mention about when the bistro was being built over there, but we'll, we'll just let it go. But, uh, yeah, we had a very nice time in Aruba. Oh, and let me tell you, I mean, it's something that's it, – it's not funny, but it's typical of what's going to happen. Now, you're, you're on a plane – you're going to Aruba. You're all excited. You're going to land in four and a half hours. You got seven days of beautiful weather. And here they come. Three girls. And I don't know where they were from, but they got the mascot. The three of them. <laughs> when was this? What was the date? Uh, the 29th of February. Oh. Yeah. They get on the plane and sure enough, there they go. Right in front of me. <laughs> The three of them, you know, the seat, then the seats come back. They want to go to sleep. They're snoring and all that. You know, you're not supposed to wear them things at the time. You know, I mean, when we got back on March 7th, we knew there was a virus. And, you know, we, you know, I knew by them coming on, oh, boy, this, this Corona thing's going on. But you saw maybe one or two people even when we had a stop at JFK. Now there's not a person in the airport 10 days later. Oh, wow. That's you eerie, know. you know. Well, yeah, I saw a picture of LaGuardia today. There wasn't a person in the place. 
Yeah, I we've been in our opening. We said, you know, hunker down. This will get over it. What What do you think about these uh, guys over the weekend that had to go out and had to do their shots? I mean, there was a way to go about it. And I think you, as an Irish gentleman, you went about it the right way. You, you kept it low key. What did you think of seeing these people? Well, the thing is, first of all, that you know the the responsibility has to be with the bar owners. But you know, like I'm just saying, Brady's because it's a nice Irish bar. They rely heavily on that day. Right. You know, that's their biggest day of the year. You know, I uh, actually a couple of days, but uh, you know, you, you know what your capacity is. You have to limit it. I mean, there's a there's a capacity limit for a reason. It's because of things that have happened and occurred in fires and in buildings and in uh, you know being trampled on and everything else. There's a reason. You know, you measure the square footage, how many people can safely get out of the building based on your exit doors and all that stuff. Well, that, that technical stuff put aside, it, they want to cram as many as possible into the building. And then, you know, I mean, they kind of threw them a, a curveball, though. Okay, your capacity is your capacity. Now you can only have half of your capacity, you know, which is going to be half of your revenue. And so they're going to hope that they slip by with that thing. But people were celebrating and some, you know, with the shirts and all that stuff, supposed to be a big joke. Uh, because for the most part, the younger generation is immune to this thing. I mean, you, someone can catch it, but uh, it, the, it'll be very, very few young people have it. You know, but you know what I mean? St. Patty's weekend is going to be St. Patty's weekend. What you're going to do about it, you know, I mean. Uh, they enforced it quickly the very next day, and no one was going to uh, risk their license, you know, to uh, exceed their capacity and make a couple more dollars. But yeah. uh, we're not going to revoke your license to talk. Don't worry. They, no, no, no. That's the it's most important license I have right now. <laughs> well, that and the driver's license. I had to do some dipsy doodle to get that thing with me. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of my memorization tricks, you know. <laughs> we just always, you know, want to thank you because, you know, without you coming on and doing it, you know, it validated us a little bit early. Yeah. And it's nice. Well, it's really nice of you guys to say that, but uh, I've seen what you've done firsthand, both when I was on there with uh, the solo shot and with uh, Louis Mastillo when we got him on. You know, there's 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 some work involved in that, especially, you know, one of, one of your interviews is, nervous and jerky and tapping on uh, the speaker and you got to eliminate all that distortion in the back. I, I know it takes a lot of work and Jimmy with his prep work, you know, gets his questions in order and knows uh, exactly uh, what to ask to interest uh, the listeners. Oh, so you're that's great. pretty cool. Oh. Right. Well, you're, this is Ray McGurn. He's the star of stories from the second floor, uh, Mark Barrett production. Seen the film. Yeah. What do you think of, what do you think of your film? I didn't see it. I saw, I saw a couple clips. Oh, you haven't seen. I thought the movie it was yet? hilarious, but I ha I'll be honest. I have not seen the whole thing. Oh. I seen a, uh, I seen a couple of clips. You know, with me. You know, the Burt Reynolds thing and the mayor, <laughs> the little guy, and going in the office. But I have. How long is it? It's about eleven and a half minutes. Yeah, I didn't see no eleven and a half. I've probably seen uh, three minutes. Oh, I can't oh, wait. Great, this is going to be great for you tomorrow. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. Ray, leave us with a story. You got a story you didn't tell on the podcast, a little forearm sh shimmy with the mayor. Well, it's actually a shiver. Shiver, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Well, I was, well, this is after, you know, uh, the, the mayor had left. He had been great to me and, and everything else. And then, you know, being political and learning from all them guys, uh, you know, I started the Going South organization and we jumped on board with Tony Massiello. No, I mean, you know, they, they barely knew us, but they certainly wanted the support because the, the vote in South Buffalo was crucial to the election. And uh, so we jumped on board with him. And then four years later, Jimmy came back and said, uh, get the guys together. Uh, uh, go what? Get the guys together. I said, I'm coming back. I'm running again. Okay, so I just walked away and about two days later, I seen him downstairs and I just went down there and I grabbed a pop or something. And uh, he was walking by and, you know, he had that head down, you know, at times. Yeah. And all of a sudden the left arm just came right into my chest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over there, you know, gasping for breath. Oh, he gave me a pretty good shot over there. And then he just kept on walking. (laughs) (laughs) It's unbelievable. Uh, Let me leave uh, leave you a friend of mine, longtime friend from the Democratic Club. His name was Eddie Siraki, you know, and he was your typical Polish gentleman. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he says, hey, hey, Ray, did I tell you about this one? I go, no, Eddie, I don't think so. There was two guys. They were twin brothers. You know, that means they looked alike. And I said, yeah, I get that part. He goes, well. The mother was a very Catholic and they wanted to bring up the kids the same way. And so they had they were altar boys. And then they asked them to move up to graduate and to go up and ring the bell before the mass. So so the guy, the one twin brother goes up there and he rings the bell and he didn't for the first time. And it comes back and smashes him right in the kisser and knocks him right out of the steeple and he's laying on the ground. And the, the, the one guy said, the cop comes up, he goes, Hey, anybody know this guy? And the one guy says his face rings a bell. <laughs> so, so now Eddie's not done. And he goes, so now the mother tells the other brother, you got to honor your brother. So you go up and do what he always wanted to do. So lo and behold, he goes up, he rings the bell, bang, out he goes. He's laying, now he's laying on the ground, the twin. And uh, somebody said, hey, does anybody know this guy? And he says, he's a dead ringer for the other guy. (laughs) Uh, Uh, We'll we'll leave it with Eddie Sarecki. All right, Ray. He's the star of Stories from the Second Floor. You can see it now on YouTube. Ray McGurn. Kinger, thank you very much. I'll see you soon, buddy. Witchita. Uh, okay. What you talking about? What you talking about? Thanks, Ray. See you guys. Thanks a lot. Oh, that was perfect. That's gotta, what we needed. Gotta love Kinger there. Well, when you need a little laugh in the L2T world, that's the guy we're going to every time. Yeah. More importantly, that's what this episode is about. If this is an episode, I'm not sure what this is. I don't know what it is either. It's not going to be our episode. You know, we're not going to. Yeah, when we have sponsors and we tell them tell our sponsors, we always say there's a bonus episode. There's yeah. a couple bonus episodes. So if anybody's out there that wants to sponsor the podcast, you know, we're just looking to beef up the businesses around here. And yeah, you know. well, and we've been doing that from the beginning. Yeah, and there's one guy that uh, actually. Uh, He's really believed in us, and he was just on our show. Yeah, Tommy 
Tommy McDonald, he he definitely from day one always just said, I don't care what you guys are doing. If you got to use my shop, go ahead, please. Yeah. Well, let's see what's going on over there. Hello. Hello, Thomas. How are you? You're on the air. License to talk. Mark and Jim, how are you? What's up, boys? How are we? We just heard something funny. Uh, Ray doesn't. Ray McGurn doesn't drink at home. We called to check on him. He's doing all right. He doesn't drink at home. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you found. I'm glad you found a one spot. He doesn't drink. <laughs> idiot. We wanted to call you up and uh, and ask you how how the business is going to be operating during these hard times. Well, we went to um, we went to takeout only as per you know the guidelines of New York State. So uh, takeout only, but we'll do curbside delivery. We'll deliver right out to your car, um, and it affects my programs for now. They're on hold, but um, for the ca- for the cafe portion of it, that's what we're going to do with uh, with the food. I'll do some deliveries if you got an order. I can. Uh, Find someone or myself will come and deliver it. I delivered to Trocare today. Um, and as far as books go, with with all the schools being off and they're sending home work for the kids, some books have been assigned. So we'll just call up and you know I've already had some calls and I can you can come in and get those. You, you know you just come in and grab it and leave. You can't hang around. Um, and then I'll I'll set up a couple times during the week where I'll deliver books too. So if you're out there and you're older and you know you you shouldn't be out and you want a book or a crossword puzzle or a Sudoku or something like that, call me up. I'll probably be doing more orders than I normally do. I'll do a couple orders a week to make sure that I have the books in stock that people need for, you know, whether they're the young kids that are home from school or the older folks that can't get out. And if you can get out, um, you know, just stop in, pop in, grab a book. Um, I'm already getting some emails and some messages that, uh, you know, Hey, can you recommend a book for me? So, yeah. Um, Throw out some of my recommendations. I, well, listen, buddy, uh, Mr. East of Eden, who just finished up, uh, I'm <laughs> on to it. I'm on, listen, I always have good recommendations for, for uh, anybody who's who ki- kind of gives me a little background, what kind of reader they are. So um, I've, I've, I'm on my third book this week because I don't have uh, a rigorous schedule as I normally do. You know, the Valley's canceled and – so I just finished a great book called The Clowns of God. That's a phenomenal book. Um, I'm doing a book about the uh, the tea Caulfield gave me about um, doing the, uh, the the road to Santiago. Uh, you know the way mm-hmm. they call that. So I'm doing that, and I just started a novel called the um, The Overstory by Richard Powers. So, yes, I just heard about that. Actually, uh, Keanu Reeves also recommends that book to people. <laughs> And I have a lot in common with him. Oh, yeah? So I could see why him and I would choose that It's book. about trees, right? It's Well, yeah, nature and, and, and stuff. Uh, we can learn from that. I haven't really gotten into it yet, so I, you know, I can't, uh, can't say much about it, but it came highly recommended from some other people. But uh, I'm also reading 4321 by an awesome uh, contemporary American novelist, uh, Paul Oster, he wrote Oracle Night and a couple other phenomenal reads. So, um, like I said, you know, give a call up to the bookstore. We're gonna we we've changed our hours, limiting our hours. We're open from eight to three, possibly eight to four next week. But um, you know, if we can if we can just push through this and make enough in a day to make payroll, uh, I will not. I don't want to send anybody home and 
jeopardize their rent or anything like that. So um, I'll do the best I can just to keep people working. Yeah, because holding a book, it's different. You know, I get the ebook and everything. So, all right, these were a couple of recommendations I got. Kim by Ryder Kipling. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, cla- it's classic. The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand, yeah, that's uh, that, I, I've read that one. That's a good one. That's it's a little cerebral, you know. You got to kind of get into that. She, it's and it's a bigger book, you know, but it's not like we're going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Billy Vivian uh, just dropped me off the um, the First Law series by Joe Ambercrombie. Hmm, I don't know that one. Don't know that one. I never heard of it either, and uh, I'll, I'll let you know. I read uh, Anthony Cumia's book. Check that out. Very good read. Well, it, it, you know, there's always there's always the option of local authors, right? You know, I have a huge local author section. There's there's uh, you know, Lisa Redman's got three books, four books out. She's got some coming out. We're, we're having a uh, book release party for her in May if we if we can still hold to that. Um, you know, I have Mark Pogodzinski wrote a wonderful book. Uh, there's Jeff Schober books. There's Mark Donnelly books. There's all kinds of local authors that, that I would recommend that people start there and then, you know, uh, grab one of those and then grab, grab another kind of read that fits your, your reading style. You know, do you have Lisa Marie's third book in store? I do. I don't have one right now, but I'm, I'm on a place to order. I have two and three. Okay. Um, and her other one, like I said, comes out very soon. So, and don't forget uh, P.A. Kane's books over there as well. Oh, Paul's, you know, Paul's one of my volunteers, and he's retired now, so I got a text from him today that says, hey, if you need any help delivering stuff, he's going to help out. So, And all my volunteers, it went in the other direction, you know. Like, as soon as this hit, I, I, I expected that nobody wanted to come in, and I did get a couple of, of people say that they didn't want to come in, and I recommended that they didn't, being older or what we call it, immuno-compromised uh, or whatever. But... People are people that are doing other things now because of of our our current lifestyle. They want to come in and help out, so we're going to be cleaning. We're going to be um, redoing a lot of the stuff upstairs. So it's it's wonderful. And like I said, there's always there's there's going to be someone that can deliver, take care of of the community needs. You know. Well, I want to do something too because you mentioned you wanted to do something sort of a podcast where you read some stories. So. Pick out a few stories, and I'll stop by, and we'll record them, and we'll put them out, and we'll get people to, you know, play them for their kids. Well, they're, and we'll still have story time, Tommy. We're not letting the story time go. It's a good idea. Well, I, yeah, and and you know, I'm. You guys know how technically challenged I am, so I don't any help in that area. I, you know, I'd love to. I'm coming do, there. Um, you pick out the stories. You can read them. We'll put them out. We'll put them out every day. You know, I. That's how we can help out. Yeah, and the other, you know, we could also do like a story time for adults. Ooh. Where I could read a kid's book <laughs> with my own little additions and subtractions to make it kind of interesting. There you, you got go. it. I, I work tomorrow and then I'm off for the next five. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to make this happen, Tommy. I think it's a worthwhile no, I, project. Yeah, that's cool. I, I appreciate it. And if, any, and, and if you guys, you know, you need a place to record your next one because I don't want you guys to be off schedule too. I know you're every other Thursday. I don't know who you got lined up. Well, we were thinking of maybe doing some watch-alongs or something. I don't know. Some what? We're just trying to be creative here. Yeah. 
Well, I'm always around to, to be creative with you guys. So, Oh, that's great. Thanks, Tommy. Well, um, Tommy, and on at Dog Ears, don't forget, Marky, don't get your coffee from Timmy when you can go get it from Tommy. Except now, for right now. Except for right now. I'll bring it to you. No, you can get it till till 3 o'clock tomorrow. And you know I love that one, Jimmy. That's a classic there. But remember, right now I'm going to open up a glass of wine because McGurn doesn't drink at home, but I'm going <laughs> to. boy. All right. God bless, Thanks, brother. Tommy. Take care, boys. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. We'll just go for it. So how's everybody else doing, Marky? As in? How's the how's the family? How's the brother? Everybody uh, stocked? I think I think everybody's good. And we're not stockpilers by any means. I stockpile a little bit just to have something in case. Jimbo, let's just. You're scared. And, <laughs> and Paulie scared the shit out of you. And I keep telling Paulie he's got to stop scaring you. He thinks he's being funny and that he doesn't know what I know that he's doing. Yeah, but it's working. And then you come back on me and he, you're like a reliable source. And <laughs> I'm I, telling you, they're going <laughs> to shut this place down. I got a, a guy that used to drink with a guy I know works in a Pentagon. He said it's <laughs> shutting it tight. <laughs> I mean, I wish we could call McGuire up. I wish we could call him back. I yeah, just don't well, know. I hope he's doing all right, you know. That's going to suck to be. Yeah, here. we got Greg McRae. He's in Taipei. And really? He said there's 59 cases there, and I mean. That's pretty good. I mean, they're doing all right, but I think that the SARS outbreak really helped them because they have all those yeah. lung clinics, and yeah. they're actually set up for this kind of thing. And I even hate talking about it because everybody's talking about it. Yeah. But, like, we're here for entertainment, but, you know, we can't get guests right now. Well, I I was working the other night, and this guy walked in with a inflatable Corona bottle. He thought, like, he was the greatest thing in the world, and he met – I'm usually not like this anymore, and he met the old little Jimmy – <laughs> he came out of it and I told him to grab his ass. It's a fucking restaurant. I got a got some applause from the crowd. It was you know, great. You know when I um I text Alan M- Mahilville, uh-huh. Mulvahill back, I was like, you know, uh, you know, Jim was like a notoriously hated bartender around here and he's playing nice <laughs> and people like can't take it that he's like playing a character. <laughs> oh, this but, is me. I love it. Yeah, it's it's great. I sang Patty Cake uh, sixty three times today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we talk about the bars and uh, there's old friends. I'm going to surprise you uh, with someone today. Yeah, because we were just talking about being bitter about uh, the business. You know, I, well, I was talking to you about it because, you know, like I said, you people created problems for us as yeah. a business, and that and it made me a little bitter. And now people have a real problem, and I feel I do feel bad because yeah. you know it is what it is. But like, you know, now now the problem is create isn't created. I think my thing is is I'm like real. I feel bad for you know. I was telling you about my buddy Ben, who's a little behind it, as it is right now, and you know he's hustling in a kitchen, and now he do, he doesn't know what's next, and I, I feel bad for those guys, but. I th- here's what I really think is going to happen. In about three months, these people are going to get their checks, and it's going to be on. But a little advice I have. This is coming from law enforcement. Today already, people at each other's throats, and this is March 17th. It's day one. Yeah. So I don't think people should be hitting a bottle. Be a grown-up. 
Read a book. Get Go to dog ears. Yeah. Get a book. But even like high school sports are affected right now. Uh, I I run the hockey league and people are bothering me when are tryouts. This is tryout season right now. And if you want to go to another organization, you have to get a release. I tell these people, Marky, where do you think you're going to go try out? Like they're, they're saying, oh, late April. Late April. Have you heard of a secret tryout yet, Jim? Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And there is. And I'm not going to I'm not going to bl- put them on blast because they'll be found out. I'll I'll do that in private. <laughs> but uh um I I don't know. I told people 3 weeks ago when I was going crazy, when I would call you Tell you get the canned goods, you know, get the toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, when Ross and I told you, about, you was, uh, <laughs> I told you about the toilet paper, didn't I? <laughs> it was weeks ago. Yeah, it was weeks <laughs> ago, and I was right. And I can't believe it. it. Just goes to show you, people love calling me and telling me shit. <laughs> yeah, like when people die, you're like the first person. Oh, Grim Reaper. Oh, R.I.P. Joe Blando. He. I'm like Blando. Jesus. Loved to get giving the news out. I'm fucking watching the Lost Boys over here <laughs> every time. But, uh, no, but, like, sports, this is affecting, and we're going to get some. I'm, I got a surprise for you here. Jimmy. Hello. Michael Burke. What's going on, buddy? How are you? You're here with me and Mark Barrett. We're licensed to talk. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing good. We were just talking about how this affects, you know, everything. And one of the things it's affecting is uh, college lacrosse and college athletes. Uh, you want to dive in and educate the people here, Mike? What's going on? Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, from what perspective, like from just being a part of a team. I mean, the thing uh, I think a lot of people uh, mistake about sports is, you know, the championships are great and everything, but I mean, when you look back on it, it's just the memories you have with the guys, you know what I mean? And, and the journey, you know, that's really the best part about it, you know, especially for, um, you know, high school kids, especially these upperclassmen, seniors, juniors, college kids, um, just to get the legs uh, cut out from under you is really just, uh, it's, a, it's a tough go at it, you know, Jimmy, I mean, you, you've coached before, you know, it's all about the ride. And I keep telling them, you're lucky. You you won your last game. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, from a college perspective, you know, it's in, in the spring sports, you know, lacrosse is sort of a different animal. Um, there's a lot of kids that um, have very good connections in the business world and have, have jobs lined up to start after college. And, um, you know, the Ivy League and lacrosse um, was having the best uh, year, probably the strongest conference this year. Um, you know, Princeton, Cornell, Penn, Yale are all top ten teams in the country. Um, and, and it's done. And, and the weird thing about the Ivy Leagues is there's no redshirting. Um, so once you're, done with your four years of el- yeah, once you're done with your four years of eligibility, you're done. you got to go somewhere else. Um, and they have one of the best crossroads team play this year. It's good Michael Sowers. Look him up on YouTube. He's phenomenal. Uh, he was he was on his way to smashing the all-time single-season point record. He was averaging over 10 points a game against really good teams, Virginia. Um, a lot of really good teams they played so far this year. So, you know, it's uh, it stinks. And, and the crazy thing is it's like been the nicest spring ever. 
Like yeah. I'm used to like snow and mud and just being in a, stuck in a gym and it's been 50 degrees out a lot of days well, uh, here in Buffalo. I just want to educate our regular listener. This is Michael Burke. Um, probably got millions of dollars uh, for scholarships for students in Western New York. And uh, we have wanted to get Mike on the program uh, for a long time. And uh, it took I, an outbreak. It it, it took, did take an outbreak, and I, I fully deserving to have his own episode soon. But you know, just to educate us all about uh about how this is affecting you know sports and now you know and weird thing with I've, I've talked to coaches now the NCAA says they're going to give kids uh, student athletes another year. So not just seniors, but every uh, grade is going to be able to count this almost as a redshirt year and repeat the year and not lose a year of eligibility, which brings in the question, college scholarships. You know, if you're a max-funded uh, Division One, Division Two school and you offer athletic scholarships, and, you know, sorry to buzzkill the people, those people that say that their son or daughter is a, on a scholarship Division Three school, that doesn't happen. There's no athletic scholarships. But for the one and two, there are. Um, and... They have 12.6 if you're a max-funded program that all schools want to go full funding, um, but they're capped. Uh, the total roster can only have 12.6 scholarships, and that money is those scholarships kind of year to year. So as money moves out the door, they've allocated funds for incoming freshmen uh, that are seniors this year in the class of 2020, incoming freshmen, money going to them. So is the NCAA going to allow teams to go over that scholarship cap? Will schools have to renege on promises, um, especially the 2021 class where they've accepted verbal commitments, but nothing's in writing? So there's a lot of questions uh, that are unknown. That's pretty interesting. What do you What do it you is. think, Michael? With with the pro well, sports? I talked to a school. I talked to a school um, um, out on the East Coast, and their coach was like, "Hey, we got an all-American position in this, and an all-American position in this kid." And they want to come back next year. They told us we want to come back and finish it up with with the boys. And uh, I told them we'll make it work. And you know they're not going to cut. They're not going to lose a commitment for a kid that's an all American and spend some money on kids that are unproven. You know. Um, so there's going to be a lot of dilemmas. I think the NCAA has a lot of work uh, to do. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people sitting in uh, rooms or via uh, conference calls, whatever, there's a lot of shaking heads like, I never even thought of that. Oh, my God, that and that and the scholarships. Yeah. Oh, my God, you know. Yeah, a lot of a lot of coaches I talk to, uh, you know, just say, hey, we want a sense of normalcy, so just talk about nonsense with me. So we'll just, you know, shoot the breeze, talking about, um, you know, how schools are trying to get kids off campus, trying to, um, get kids to go back home. I, I've talked to players whose buddies are like, hey, a bunch of the guys are going to Florida. You think that's a good idea? Like, no, it's probably a horrible idea. <laughs> um, and just trying to – I don't think, you know, just about this disease, I, I don't think um, people understand the severity of it yet. No. And unfortunately, I think you're going to have to receive some very bad outcomes for the – to get the results of the actions of the people that we need to behave and not socialize and realize to, to, to lock things down um, because it's a really scary thing out there. Yes, we were just talking to Ray McGurn. 
He's going nuts. He's been in since 8 o'clock last night. <laughs> What's Ray seeing out there? Oh, he ain't leaving. No? Oh, no. He, he, he I, I had, there was some concern in his voice. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's something we've never expected, right? And no. I've never lived through something like, like this. And but also, are- there's a lot of clarity in his voice. Yeah. Because he doesn't drink at home. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> drink at home. You know, it's not too late to start. <laughs> yeah, this can change a lot of people's lives. They could pick up a new hobby, pick up a book. They could do a lot of things. We're trying to stress that. You know, not the end of the world. Change it up. It's not the end of the world. Get close with your family, all that stuff. I'll tell you what, once this thing ends, it's going to be on. But, I, you know, <laughs> I really, it really will be. It'll be crazy. Um, and, you know, it's funny. I, I have, you know, people in my world texting me like, hey, I just got laid off. You know, I'm a. I work at this restaurant. If you hear anything, let me know. It, it's just crazy that, and, and I think Buffalo is really isolated. I mean, there, don't get me wrong. Every county, every town has uh, hospitality workers, bartenders, servers, cooks that are being displaced. You know, and it's horrible. And that, in in every town, will have so many people like that, and we will too. But you know, in other other industries that we don't have here, they're just being crippled. I, I mean, imagine Florida. Disney, you know, cruise lines, airlines, like some of these towns that have so many people in those industries, you just wonder how they're going to get through with it, you know? Um, yeah. Well, as a restaurant owner for seven years, what what are you, what would you foresee with this going on? Mark, I don't even remember when I owned a restaurant. It, it, was, a, <laughs> it was a wild time, um, you know. But uh, the crazy thing is, you know, owning that restaurant, and um, I mean, the good news for us, we wanted to hop in. We were were young kids, um, and we had a lot of, you know, a lot of young people working, um, running it. But, you know, you look at a guy, you know, some guys are just full-time bartenders, and they're crushing money in South Buffalo, having great gigs. And I remember when I was bartending a lot, you were living that life where you're just like, hey, um, especially your your brother, Mark, I mean, you know, you'd make your money at the end of the night, walk out of the bar with 400, 500 bucks, and then you would go out the next day, go some dinner, tip people huge, mm-hmm. because that cycle of tipping is it, just such an important part of that industry, you know? And I really didn't save a lot at those times. No, you don't. It, it was <laughs> no, a cycle. And, and you're, just, you're just going out and spending money. Um, and you, and you want to make sure you're tipping well so people come to your bar and tip. And uh, you just hope that there's a way, you know, I, I was thinking to myself today, because I know so many good people in the, the hospital, like, like some of the best people I know are in the hospitality industry. Like, I know all these restaurants are, are doing uh, takeout, and that's great, you know, for gives people jobs. But I was wondering, like, I would just tip money, like, in a kitty to, to distribute it to waiters at a place that, that, that don't make money off deliveries, you know, or pickups, you know? That's a good idea. Right. You know, I, yeah, I had tons of them. They're on the book. I'll bring them when I come in. But also, <laughs> you know? but also, like, I, I always stress that, like, you know, the cook in the kitchen makes the least amount of money at a restaurant, works the hardest, smells the worst, you know. So, I mean, I, I feel bad for the cook, too, because he's there, a lot of them aren't on salary, you know. And, and waitresses, a lot of the time, they never took care of you as a... You know, there's a there's a lot of tough times going out there, and I think, and I hope maybe if if a cook went and did this for somebody and cooked all these meals and made tips for, I hope they re- reciprocate in the end. There. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, I, I just, 
I just hope there's a way that we can make it happen, and, and I hope this. We were talking with Kinger about I... booze cruises on cheese buses. You know that's coming. It's gonna, like you said, it's gonna be on. It's gonna be so on, and it's it, only it, gonna be like I, I, I don't want to put a number on it, but I think it's gonna be at least thirty to forty days. Um. Man, these people are well, going to go okay. so Very high. optimistic. Here's, yeah. here's, here's another thing. And, uh, all right, so if you're a business owner, you can take out a loan for a, a zero-interest loan now, right? Is that what it is? Well, yeah, but here's the thing, and this is the key. Remember, we had uh, we had an accountant named Norb Schechter. He was a great guy, like the greatest guy ever, <laughs> you know, um, just superstar. I remember we brought these pens in and said hop in on them. We bought these pens. We spent like 800 bucks on pens and said hop in. <laughs> We thought we were awesome. We we're like, oh my god, we got these hopping pens. So we, me and Jimmy, go down uh, to meet the accountant. And uh, you know, in New York State, it's a racket, and you have to pay sales tax every quarter. So we walk in there, and it's like, oh, we, you know, like add up all these numbers, like because you know we're not good at math. So um, he adds them all up, and like, yeah, you owe this amount of money in sales tax. So I whip out this red hopping pen, right? Like. <laughs> thinking I'm the man. He goes, oh, you bought pens. I go, yeah. And uh, just an old Jewish dude. You know, like, I think Norb was probably 100 years old when he was on our account. Um, and he's like, you know who those pens are good for? I go, who? He goes, the guy that sold them to you. They like, stop buying stupid shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, but, but right. um, so you take out the 0% right. loan, and do you go so and you, you turn it back on your business, or you go and you put it in the S&P? Well, you can do it now. But I, I mean, here's the thing that you always tell people: like, you like, you're like, open a business, you're doing good. Um, you're always like the people like open lines of credit because when shit hits the fan, you're going to need access to funds. And once it shit hits the fan, like those lines of originating credit in businesses that are risky, like banks want to take that on, right? So, like, you know, if if business is going good, they're going to lend you money. But as soon as business starts going bad and Banks can see trends, and they'll ask for like profit and loss statements, things like that. They will say, like, oh, no, we're not giving that money. But if you open that line up when your, your things were going good, when things were hard times, you would be able to draw on that. But it's hard to do it after the fact. So so taking out a 0% loan and dropping it all in the S&P isn't a good idea right now. Yeah, and I don't know the details of, you know, what they're doing. You know, I do lend money, but I don't do that side of it. But um, – yeah, like you're always trying to always take advantage when things are going well with, you know, getting credit, extending lines and stuff like that, and don't wait till things get bad because once it gets bad, it's too late. I seen uh, the jukebox guy the other day, Bob, and he goes, uh, your old crowd must have been in uh, so-and-so's place the other night. I said, why do you say that? He goes, I haven't seen two live crew played since you guys were around. <laughs> well, Tom McPartland was there then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, let's get to uh, pro can sports. Can I tell you my favorite story, Tom McParland? Sure. Real quick. So, uh, me and Tom would bartend on Saturday nights. It was an un- unbelievably good experience. Um, and we just had a great time. And uh, one night we were bartending, and uh, we were getting after it really good. And, and we would put on Pearl Jam right at, right at 3 a.m. We would put Pearl Jam on and just crush it. So, you know, we had a few pops. So we're like, hey, and I'm like, I love shotgun and beers. It's like my preferred way of drinking. Uh, I don't know why. It just goes down better that way. So I looked at Tom. I'm like, hey, there's some uh, there's some old Milwaukee uh, 
cans in the cooler. I'm like, you want to start shotgunning these? Because, you know, those are the only cans we had. He's like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> so we take to Milwaukee, shotgun it, and uh, look at him like, that, that went down good. He's like, what about another one? So we shotgunned all six uh, old Milwaukee's, right? So then Jimmy comes in because, like, you know, he just knows how I behave when I bartend. <laughs> and uh, he looks at me. He looks in the in the uh, where the we put the cans, the empties. He goes, "Who the hell drank all this non-alcoholic <laughs> old Milwaukee?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, since we're going, and it's St. Patrick's Day, so this is good, Mike. So we're getting yelled at by uh, this girl in the neighborhood, and she's telling us how immature we are, and we've been having, we were slinging roast, or, uh, corned beef sandwiches, so there was rye bread. Well, the one, this had to have been about a week after Patty's Day, so she starts eating the rye bread just right in front of us. Well, the rye bread is blue. <laughs> It's fucking blue. And, and and I go to say something. He goes, no, no, no. Mike goes, no, 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 no. Let her go. Let her go. <laughs> Let her go. Well, this girl has told me, she told me a bunch of stuff that uh, how she likes my brother better than me and, like, just ripped me a new one. And then, like, she ate, like, part of my uh, chicken finger sub. Like, it was, like, in the kitchen. She, like, went in the kitchen, stole and ate it, and then started telling me how I'm the worst person ever. So then she comes out with this bread, and it was, like, green. And Jimbo's like, Jimbo's like, don't. I'm like, stop. Just let her go. The but bad... the good news was it cleared her up with some stuff she had going on. Yeah, he goes, well, she's not going to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are some great stories, and we should we should do a proper episode, Mike. Yeah, we, we face will. The face. We, we can someday. We can. All right, I got to go. Wait, wait. What? One more thing. All right, if you're a player right now, how do you how do you stay on your game? What's what's your what's your drills? What do you got people doing in the quarantine <laughs> time as a, right now. as a player? I mean, I would just I think really you just watch a lot of video. You know, stay in shape, push ups. You know, do your thing, wall ball. You know, um, there's a lot of stuff to become great by yourself. Just you can shoot in your backyard, things like that. You know, stay active, keep your mind positive, and just get ready to crush it uh, when you get out of. Uh, out of uh, out of this jail that we're in. All right. We all right. will all crush it after. Love your guys' show. Bye. All right. Well, Mike, hang in there. Hunker down. We'll talk to you. All right, Marky. So we got the hotline going on and uh, talk, touch base. We got the movie. Going to release it on YouTube. So if you're hearing this, go to License to Talk YouTube page. Stories from the second floor. Mark. Let us know if you watched it. I think that's why I hate YouTube so much. It's just such a blind thing you know comment please comment on everything subscribe follow along we're gonna try and do more stuff like this get more content out i know people are just sitting around or you know get on the treadmill we got 55 plus hours of license to talk you can yeah. listen to so we're gonna be busting along we'll, yeah something we'll different yeah thanks to everybody that took our phone calls today and, and then just in closing uh don't be stupid be smart uh, and don't tear each other apart in the house. Take five. Or on social media. Yeah. Take it easy. I got to take it easy. And more entertaining. Anything for entertainment, please. I did delete a good one today. I'll show you after. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Stay safe. Please support our local sponsors, Dog Ears Bookstore, 
First in Buffalo, Bottle Rocket Beer Reserve, Bob's Barbershop, personal trainer Ryan Corton. Find him on Instagram at King Carlito Fit and Rowan Co. Whiskey. Stay safe.